0: Manipulation and influence are two concepts that cannot be emphasized when it comes to human relationship. We see it play out in government, workplace and family. However, in marriage, couples often tend to interchange these two concepts and it does go a long way to affect the sustainability of the matrimony and even the inner peace couples should enjoy as individuals. In the first part of this episode, our guest explains why a person may want to rethink manipulating his or a spouse enough said let's get into the show to find out more
1: with me today is shola Koka, She's the counseling psychologist shola thank you so much for joining us today
2: thank you Tim. it's a pleasure to be here
1: okay so let's just go straight to the questions um Would you say there is a difference between influence and manipulation, especially when it comes to marriage?
2: Oh, yes, definitely. Most definitely. Um, We all know that um, marriage is a very sacred institution Mm -hmm. that should involve two willing, two forgiving, two loving um, partners, male and female, as designed by God. I'm a Christian, so I would would be some of my points you know, based on the Word of God, which is my, my, my source of inspiration mm-hmm. as well. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Now, marriage is sacred, as I said earlier, and um, also has to involve people who want to be together. You actually To make a marriage, both of you actually have to want to be together. Both of you have to be willing to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to love, and love is not just when the going is good. Love is also when things go the other way around, that you did not plan or you do not know how it's going to play out. I wouldn't say you didn't plan because, you know, life has ups and downs. So while you're planning to be in your marriage, you should also plan how you're going to be together when the downs come. Because they always will come. There's almost nothing you can do about it. So these are the things that inform people to get married. These are the things that should inform people to get married and of course, stay married. So, when manipulation would come into the equation, is when there's almost a sense of competition between both parties. And man and woman in a relationship are not supposed to compete with one another. They're supposed to complement one another. Complementing one another is very, very Mm -hmm. important, very crucial and absolutely vital so in the situation where a couple uh, find themselves or feel manipulated then there's some fundamental challenges that have not been solved or some fundamental principles that have not been resolved manipulation is you know it's negative i would use the word negative because it involves somebody doing you trying to make somebody do something for you Without the other person's full consent, or some form of blackmail, like emotional blackmail, as it were. Okay, Okay. so it's it's, but influence is trying to get the person to not necessarily trying, but you actually have an effect over the person. You have a this effect over the person, and your aura. I'm trying not to use just a dictionary definition so that it can just play out, you know, in an everyday life and how it affects us every day. Sure. When somebody has an influence over you, you you're actually mesmerized by the person's aura. Mm. The person doesn't have to say much or do much to get you doing things for him or her. Okay. Because you love the person. You know the person. You know what makes the person happy. So every day the husband doesn't get into the house and say, "Um, I want to eat XYZ. Mm. the way he carries himself around his wife, his wife knows that if I give him what he likes to eat, he will not flip, he will be angry, and the, the, the atmosphere in the house will be calm, and I want him to be calm at all times because I enjoy him better when he's calm. The children are happier when he's calm, and I know what he likes, so I'm able to just flow into doing it, and then I'm doing it because of his general aura. Or, I'm just so in love with him, and every time I'm around him, he just, he just makes me happy, he makes me tick. Okay. So that is him having influence. He's not using any form of force, he's not using coercion, but he's motivating you to be together with him.
0: Okay. Or the other way around.
2: Now, manipulation in the other sense is trying to demand respect. Influence is you have earned this respect, it's there. I love you, there's almost nothing you can do to offend me. That's when the person has influence over you. Yes, nobody is perfect, but when the person does stop, you are easy to forgive because you actually love being around that person and you know the atmosphere the person creates, how it makes you flow. But manipulation is um, you're trying to demand for this respect. And so when the person is not feeling your vision or feeling your way, you begin to emotionally blackmail or you begin to go on a guilt trip or you begin to speak indirectly or you begin to sing songs that are talking to the person, you're not necessarily saying anything to the person. But you know, it's basically toxic. Okay. It's an exercise of yeah.
1: Well I I was going to say we we see this manipulation and influencing, will I say being confused or interchanging marriage, you know. So in a situation where where maybe the the husband wants something and the wife is not willing and then you're you're acting or throwing tantrums or just acting in a way you know that you know that this person will not be comfortable seeing you like this and so the person has no choice but to um you know to dance to your tune. But you think that um? The use of manipulation and influence is necessary, you know, in marriage to balance of things.
2: The use of manipulation cannot be used at the same time the use of influence. It's either you have an influence or you're a manipulator. Okay. You can't actually be both. Okay. okay. Because, you see, the emotions that influence both behaviors
3: uh.
2: are either positive or negative and you cannot be exhibiting both simultaneously. So okay. if you are someone who has an influence over your spouse, yes. it's positively driven. Okay.
1: okay.
2: Your spouse is free around you. There's no toxic there's no toxic environment. There's no there's no venom. But when you're a manipulative partner, yes. there is friction almost all the time. Everybody's working on glass shells. On glass um, on eggshells.
1: What what uh, I, I think, you know, because when when you say there is friction almost all of the time. Like we, we in our last podcast, we discussed about um, personalities of people when they get married. There are some people yes. who will, you know, they don't even want that friction to happen. And so because this other person has a higher, you know, they know that if you don't do it my way, this is what will happen, and then they want to avoid that friction and then they you know, submit to it. What can you say about that?
2: I'm sorry, please ask that question again. And this is, I'm thinking about something else, but I don't think it's what you're asking. Please ask the question again.
1: Okay, so you said that there will be more frictions, right? Like, in, yes. in, in the case of manipulation. But I am yes. saying that there are some people who, for the sake of that, to avoid that friction, they consent and then they agree to doing the other person's will. You know? Does it make
2: make them happy?
1: Just so they can have peace, you know.
2: Although it may not make them happy,
1: but they just want that.
2: There could be be quiet in the house. There could be no fighting. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Right? But does it mean there is peace?
1: Yes. Like, because the other person may not really like that decision. But because they want to avoid that conflict, they allow the other person to do their, you know, to do their will.
2: You see, so I think many people, many many foundations of marriages actually started off very wrongly. Mm-hmm. And when one person knows what power they have over you mm-hmm. and when you are also giving them a lot of power over you, mm-hmm. they would consciously or unconsciously use it against you. Sure.
3: Sure.
2: And that's why we shouldn't get into relationships, you know by pity, or being apologetic, mm. or, or acting as if the person is the alpha, and without that person you can't be. Do
3: anything.
2: When the other person knows that they have a lot of power over you, mm. they will use it against you, and that is obviously manipulation, even when they did not even want to manipulate you. And even if they are just doing their thing, you would see it as them trying to coerce you because of how much mm. rights. Of your own life you have handed over to the other person it's like the other person having the remote control of your own life
3: mm, yes.
2: so that we're not shouting at one another and we're not breaking our heads doesn't mean there's actually peace yes. there's emotional peace that people should never negotiate yes. the fact that you want to lie down and sleep I yes. am not feeling like if he comes in now you'll be saying I'm lazy all day I've not done anything yes. the fact that I want to go out with my girlfriend my girlfriend had a baby I want to go and spend time with her he will not say, so who's going to take care of the children? So who's going to do this? So we are leaving us. So when are you coming back? You know, stuff like that. He's not saying don't go. But he's giving you a thousand reasons why if you go, you don't care. So he's not fighting you. He's literally not even shouting. Mm. Or she's telling you, do you know where your mates are?
3: True.
2: I, want to, I want to do this. And then look at my friend. What her husband got her. And then I'm just, I'm just I just thank God for my life anyway. But I'm just trusting God that something will happen. <laughs> she's not saying that. Yeah. She's not saying you're a moron. But she's just telling you that. Hello, I'm not happy with you. Mm. It's emotional blackmail, taking you on a guilt trip, and that is sure. subtle manipulation. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think manipulation has to have force, coercion, and aggression. Yeah. People have evolved in the way they relate one with another. And so sometimes even in your stare alone,
1: yeah.
2: you are influencing his behavior in public.
1: Okay, so um, Shona, we also see that, of course, from what we have said, it's obvious that mind games are involved, right? Absolutely. So how can couples deal with mind games in marriage?
2: I always think that the problems of marriage could have been resolved even before the marriage began. But okay. people are not usually sincere to themselves.
1: True. That's so true. My name is are not sincere during dating,
2: people are not sincere. You know him, you know her. Mm. But someone, you assume that they will change. People don't change. Yeah. They only get better at what it is that they do. So what you cannot compromise, don't condone it.
1: But you know sometimes, when, I mean, when we are about to get married, the euphoria is always like, oh, this person is so cute, oh, this person is charming, oh, this person has money, and all the I
2: way. agree with you. Um, but when you ask yourself these questions, charming, cute, and money, are they the only solutions to life's problems?
3: Sure, sure, sure. If
2: your answer is yes, then go right ahead. <laughs> but you need a man who can help you in the home who can help you carry your baby. Mm. You is a man who can help you do groceries. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But our religion and our culture and our sociocultural beliefs and so many things mm. have manipulated us even before we get into the relationship. So you find out that before people are even married, they are literally messed up. Yeah. So you must do a self-introspection before you are fit for a relationship that is eligible to lead into marriage. Because you bring in all your baggage and you expect the other person to handle it, he also has stuff he needs to deal with. So, marriage is not for boys and girls, it's for men and women. And not just men and women because they are 30 or 40. It's for matured men and women who have introspected, asked themselves basic questions and have been able to answer them. So if you can answer those questions at 23, you're good to go. If you can't answer those questions until you're 40, you're not good to go. It's not a function of your age. It's a function of how critical and how sincere you are with yourself. Because, you see, you will be with this person for the rest of your productive life, watching the same channel every day. You mustn't get tired. (laughs) It had better be a channel that you love.
1: Yeah. I mean, but people change also, like in marriage. So what if you love the person and then eventually things start going awry and all of that?
2: If you truly love the person, you only get more in love with the person. If anything changes the person, mm-hmm. you need to also find out what is changing the person. Is it what you are doing, what the person is telling you to change you haven't changed? Is it influence from third parties? Yeah. Is it a sickness? Is it a financial downturn? Mm-hmm. These are things that were not there when you were dating. So always attack the things as they are coming. Don't attack the person, attack the issues. But sometimes we mix all of these things together and then that's why we have somehow a semi-next-up situation. That even when you are with the right person, you are still not happy.
3: Uh-huh. Because
2: you have been immature at some point and unforgiving at some other point. You see, we say these things as if they are easy. I promise you they are not easy, but they are very doable. It's doable. It's not magic. Uh-huh. He will offend you. You will offend him. He will say something. He will talk to you in a tone you don't like. He uh-huh. will feel embarrassed. And when nobody is there, you feel embarrassed. So don't take yourself too seriously. Uh-huh. Forgive very easily. Just know that. The underlying factor is this person loves you. Mm-hmm. And he may have had a bad day before he spoke to you.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: if he's transferring their anger on you, who else should they have done it on? <laughs> These are part of the for better or for the for better moments I will talk about. Yeah. So you should just say, baby, I know you're safe, but you know what? Just calm down. Don't take it so hard on me. I wasn't the one who caused it. Or you don't even talk about it. You act like you didn't do it. Because the more you talk about the things that this person of you are foiling it, and then he begins to say stuff he didn't even plan to say it to one another. Okay. And if he was, you say to him, that mattered the most. Everybody abuses him outside, he won't hear it. When his wife says, that was a very silly thing to do. He will never forget that word silly. It's a bit like he's never heard the word silly before. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's one thing, two, he's taking himself too serious, or two, he he's, he's really, really hurt. And he just needed to be a baby at that moment, and you were too grown to see that. So you see, there's no arrival point in relationships that we have finally arrived. No, you keep keep learning, you keep on learning, you keep on learning, you keep learning, you keep re-adding.
0: Hey guys, this is the first part of this episode. We'll be airing the concluding part next week. And you do not want to miss it as we will be considering some signs of manipulation and what to look out for as the manipulator and the manipulated especially when it comes to a marriage setting thank you so much for stopping by i hope you enjoyed today's show yes if you did you know what to do go ahead to share with your friends families and foes let them know we also have a facebook group and invite them to join us the Salah to all our Muslim friends and family. We hope that you have a wonderful celebration. Till I come your way, same time next week with the concluding part of this episode, keep well.